All right, guys, welcome back. Uh, we have been talking about in the first half kind of how Bridget and I grew up very differently and how food was in our family. I grew up on a farm. We had big meals. We did eat vegetables, unlike Bridget, but most of them were fried. We had desserts. We had breads. We had sweet tea, whereas she was more on the go eating pizza in the box. <laughs> and, you know, just very different, but also not super healthy. Mm -hmm. um, and, like, also, like, now I'm a gym instructor, so I go to a gym pretty much every day during the week. Um, but that also was not my norm back then. Mm -hmm. Like when you grow up on a farm, you don't think about exercising on purpose because so much of what you do is physical activity. Even when I was too young to help on the farm, I would take my German shepherd, leave in the morning, and then I knew to come back for mealtimes. But basically my sister, my dog, and I would just kind of explore the farm. Mm -hmm. We had a lake and a creek. And so we were always walking and running and jumping and, and doing stuff like that. But the thought of like exercise and I think they called it calisthenics back then or something, you know, like that was just foreign to me because mm -hmm. we just moved our body as we went about our day. Yeah. For us, it was just revolved around the sport that you were in. Um, and so when I was in season, I remember always like starting back to volleyball in the summer. It wasn't like year round like it is now. That was a newer thing when I was younger that we didn't do um, just because of the budget. But I remember always like when volleyball would start back in the summer, um, we'd have two practices a day and because I didn't exercise at all between <laughs> since the last volleyball season, um, I just remember like I could barely walk up the stairs, you know, just that when we were doing conditioning. Um, but no, it's outside of volleyball season or, you know, if I, when I was doing other sports, you did what the coach made you do, but you never thought of doing one iota more than that. And like a gym membership or any intentional exercising wasn't really on my radar. I can remember a few times when my dad, um, like he occasionally would jog for exercise and sometimes I would, I would run with him. Um, I hated it even then, even when I was, you know, much more fit and younger. Um, but we, it would be like, we'd try it for a little while, probably like, I don't know, January, February, March, <laughs> but it wasn't, a, yeah, it didn't really stick. Yeah. Um, you know, when you were talking, I remember there was a friend in high school who at some point was like, hey, Rebecca, why don't you come over and we'll work out together? And I thought she was the weirdest person. I was like, mm -hmm. work, work out what? Like, work out a problem? <laughs> She's like, you know, like exercise. And I was just like, like, it just seemed so foreign to me. And I think with our generation, a lot of the quote unquote exercise was revolving around whatever organized sport mm -hmm. you were participating in. Um, I dated my now husband in high school. And whenever soccer season would start and they'd start conditioning, he would come to like pick me up and like be really weird Frankenstein kind of walking because <laughs> he hadn't done uh -huh. anything. And I mean, and he had stayed pretty active. He would like ride his bike places and play tennis, but deliberate like working out was mm -hmm. only in relation to organized sports. Right. So then, you know, you think like that's how we grew up. I did play volleyball in college. So I was, I did, was forced to exercise then, um, but not much beyond that. I did um, occasionally try to be a runner. Like that always was something I thought would be a cool thing, but I actually hated it every time I tried. Um, kind of like cooking. I think cooking would be cool <laughs> to like and actually do, but just doesn't work out. Anyway, but then, you know, I got married and well, I mentioned already, you know, in college I did, um, I, I was bulimic in college. Um, and then once, once I got out of college and got married, um, then it was just, I mean, my husband, he grew up, um, he grew up on, in the country, but so like junk food and fast food was not a part of his world. And when we were in getting our masters together, um, I mean, you all, it was a total party. Um, I can't even tell you every Friday we would go to the grocery and literally get sugar cereal, ice cream, bags of chips. It was like we were having a party, but it was just 
Us. A party for two. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was something. And we ate out a lot. We had, were living on student loans. We weren't being smart in a lot of ways. Um, but it's just like young love, figuring out adult life. I mean, that was, we laugh all the time about how, what a party we were. And then we look at pictures of um, our first kid when he was born. <laughs> I mean, our, we just, we were, we were he heavier <laughs> than we are now. Um, and just, we were just like figuring it out and just like, all of a sudden you have this freedom of, I can eat whatever I want, I can do whatever I want, which does have consequences that you learn later, but we were just like exploring it together. Yeah, but I mean, I know like at the end of high school and going into college, I became more self-conscious about my figure and how I looked. And um, so sometimes I would try to quote unquote be healthy and I think, okay, I'm in the dorm room, I need a snack while I'm studying instead of, you know, like a bag of chips or something, which I knew that was not good. I'm going to take my favorite breakfast cereal, pour it in a bowl, and eat my sweetened cereal like with my hand like it's popcorn. And I was thinking that was like, hey, I'm a rock star. I'm eating fortified cereal instead of chips. Aww. I know. Yeah, we just like didn't know. You didn't. I mean, some things we knew we did anyway. Right. That's <laughs> then, where I was. Yeah. And then some things we didn't really know, but, you know, and I never really thought about soda as being bad because I grew up drinking it. Like... We were one of those families that we'd have a second refrigerator. That was our soda fr fridge. Mm -hmm. Like, that's where you went for soda. So, um, like, I grew up around junk food. So, I would never be like Bridget and binge on it because, for me, it wasn't a special treat. It was always there. Mm -hmm. So, because it was always there, I never, like, would eat 10 pieces at once. Whereas, I had some roommates in college whose parents didn't let them have candy around the house. So, whenever I would buy candy or soda... They would get into my candy and soda and couldn't mm -hmm. stop because mm -hmm. it was kind of like how you would have been probably. Yeah. So growing up around it, I guess the good thing about it for me is I never want to like eat a ton of it, mm -hmm. but it was just always ubiquitous. You know, it's just always kind of there and I could just have it when I wanted. I don't know. What Are you going to make fun of my I, work? I, I literally don't even know what, and I'm a pretty good reader, ubiquitous means. Tell us, because some of our readers might not know. Our readers? <laughs> just, or listeners. Just always there around, like it's just mm -hmm. this. This presence is just there, like you don't think about it. I, I knew what I was doing was not a good choice, of course. Um, but, I mean, I loved chips so much. And I didn't have a car my freshman year in college. So I knew how much I would want to eat chips. Like every day I'd want to eat like a bag of chips. And um, so if I went to the grocery for the week, I would need like, you know, seven bags of chips for the week. <laughs> just for me. Um, but I knew sometimes if I was having a hard day, I might need two bags of chips. So I literally tried to get myself to only eat one bag of chips a day, and I would send the rest to a friend and say, please just give me a bag of chips every day. Like, like ration it for yeah, you. Yeah, so she rationed it to one whole bag of chips per day. One whole bag for me as a snack. Um, so that's where we were coming from. But you know, like when I was in college, and this was before social media, but you still felt a lot of social pressure to like look good and look slim. And so some of my friends and I would be like, okay, we know we're not eating great. So we need to go walk around the track. And like Bridget said, that would last all of like a hot two minutes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, or um, we even, this shows my age, would buy a record, like an exercise record, like a vinyl record. Excuse me. For those young listeners, not readers, <laughs> who might not know what that is, that's like a circular thing that you put on, on a turntable mm -hmm, and it spins and there's like a needle that plays the music. <laughs> right. So I remember my sister and I had like a record and then the record album cover would open up 
and then you would see like written instructions for how to do the exercises Aww. that were timed to the music. So, you know, we did that a couple of times. <laughs> nice. But yeah, I mean, like eating well in college and as a young adult, you know, we'd have glimpses and moments where we would try to eat healthier. But sometimes, like I said, with my cereal, I thought I was doing a better choice and it wasn't even a great choice. And the exercise, it was never really consistent. Like Bridget exercised around her like organized sport. Me, like whenever my friends and I were feeling fatter or it was right before spring break, <laughs> literally, like that was the motivation. We'd go walk around the, the track for a while until we got distracted by something. And then mm -hmm. we were too busy studying to, to exercise and or someone was using the record player or the VCR. Any the, excuse. Yeah. Any excuse to not All do right. it. So remember back at the beginning when Rebecca had this awesome idea to take like this Walk down memory lane. Yes, yes. Um, and it has been even more fun than I expected at the beginning. In fact, we have already gone, you know, these two halves talking about, and we're only up to like college, early adulthood. Um, so we still have, we're not even halfway through our lives yet. So we didn't want to rush it. Um, so what we're going to do is stay tuned. And on our next episode, we are going to share about what it looked like as we made the change and how it has looked the last two decades. Yeah, how we transitioned away from college. But hopefully by you listening to this, maybe like my story resonated with you. Maybe you grew up eating three big meals a day with heavy snacks in between. Or maybe you relate more to Bridget, who grew up in a busy family in the city and eating off paper plates and forgetting their food at the drive-thru. But, <laughs> you know, and just kind of grabbing what they could out of convenience, rather thinking about it as something for their health. Um, Neither one of us grew up in a model of like super healthy eating, but none of us probably did, right? Like maybe your story was somewhere in between or something completely different, but most of us did not grow up meal prepping, growing all of our own food, never eating fried foods, never eating out, mm -hmm. those sort of things. So we have that history, that kind of baggage that you have to deal with. Like that's why we wanted to do this episode is to make you think back about what your story was and what, what are your patterns of eating? Because by identifying those, you'll be better able to adjust those patterns in moving toward a better way. Maybe not a perfect way, but just making steps toward better. All right, that's it for now. Go create your best life. So if you're interested in learning more, you can go to reallifeketo.com. We have tons of resources there to help you on your real life keto journey. Lots of content to help you maximize what you're trying to do with your health. Now, Rebecca was a lawyer. I am a lawyer. Rebecca is a lawyer, so she loves disclaimers. Here she goes. Okay, so we are not your medical professionals. In fact, we are not medical professionals. We're merely sharing our experiences and our opinions. And so you should not take anything that we say or present as medical advice. Moreover, you should always consult with your medical provider before making any changes to your supplementation, your nutrition, your exercise, whether or not you fast, just run all that by your medical provider. Also, any results we present may not be typical and are not guaranteed. Do you feel disclaimed? Do you know anyone else who uses the word moreover? Now, if you've made it this far, you would probably really get along well with Rebecca, but I would definitely make fun of you for it. <laughs>